0: Hello, everyone. We are back. We are in uh, Matthew chapter 4. We'll be finishing up Matthew chapter 4 today. uh, As we um, stopped last time on Friday, the devil had been trying to tempt Jesus. Uh, McGee made the point this morning that Jesus was born as a king. He was baptized as a king. And... um, He went through this testing as a king, to prove, you know, so that we could understand that we have a king who could not be broken down. Uh, the devil was tempting him or testing him as a person, though he he um, tried to make Jesus prove himself, and uh, over and over again, he he uh, uh, basically. Called him, if you are the Son of God. You know, he was trying to, he wasn't showing him any respect at all. He was trying to get Jesus to do something that wasn't the will of his Father. And of course, all Jesus does, he answers in Scripture. And he won't allow the devil to make him do anything that's not the will of his Father. And so, and he quotes, uh, from the book of deuteronomy to do this and then um the devil misquotes one of the psalms saying you know basically throw yourself uh uh down uh he took him up to a high place he said just jump off throw yourself down because uh it says in the psalms that he'll command his angels to keep you On their hands, they will bear you up and lest you strike your foot against a stone. That came from Psalm 91, verse uh, 11 through 12. But McGee makes the point that he he misquotes the psalm because he lives off a key part. And and before that, which he doesn't quote, it says, To keep you in all your ways, You know, um, he will command his angels uh, concerning you, and they will bear you up. So in other words... He'll keep his angels there for you to keep you in your ways. It doesn't mean um that if you jump and you can put God to the test, uh, he'll he'll use his angels. You know? So uh it doesn't talk about putting God to the test and he's you know, and Jesus is saying, you know, you're not gonna put me to the test either because uh I'm here purely for doing God's will. So if you're trying to put me to the test, then you're putting God to the test. So, again, Jesus answers, the devil leaves him, or at least temporarily he leaves. Um, Now we're coming in chapter 12. Um, Now when he heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew into Galilee. So my study Bible, McGee says this sort of um, starts a new portion of, of Jesus's ministry and as my study bible says it's like he had like a ministry that it's generally accepted to be about three years a year of obscurity a year of popularity and then a year of increasing rejection so he goes up to the Galilee now he was born in Nazareth um, which is a little bit southwest of the Galilee but so he doesn't go back to his hometown he goes uh, up to uh, the Galilee area. There's a city called Capernaum, which is on the northern area of the 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 uh, Sea of Galilee, and it, they say it's uh, in the in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. Um, my study Bible says these areas up in this northern area had experienced a lot of turmoil under the Assyrian. Uh, domination earlier, and these folks, uh, these Jewish people who lived there, had really longed for liberation from all this Gentile rule. So they're going to see a great light. So, um, this is the light of Christ. So, as, uh, so, in verse 13, he says, And leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum by the sea in the territory of Zebulun in Naphtali. So remember, he was living in Nazareth sort of at the time um, as a sort of an obscurity, as a carpenter. Now he's he's on the move. He's up to Capernaum now. And um, so that it might be spoken by the prophet Isaiah, might be fulfilled. This is chapter uh, verse 14, now verse 15. The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, So, in other words, north of the Jordan River, uh, Galilee of the Gentiles. So, the Gentiles had sort of taken over this when the Assyrians came in. Um, Verse 16, the people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. And for those dwelling in the region and the shadow of death, on them a light has dawned. It's like it almost r- makes you remember the twenty-first psalm, talking about the valley of the shadow of death. It's they were living in the shadow of death. They weren't living in the valley of death itself. They were living in the shadow of it. On them, a light has dawned. Christ will go to the valley of death for everyone. Um so they were living in the shadow of death, but Christ comes in and gives them light. Verse 17, from that time Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So in this way he's he's uh continuing the original message that John the Baptist had started, and he starts with the same phrase, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So he completes, he fulfills what John the Baptist had been preaching about. It's a message of repentance, and the kingdom of heaven is him. It's personified. The kingdom of heaven is now in human form, and he, the kingdom of heaven is at hand in the person of Jesus Christ. Verse 18, while walking by the sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who's called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Okay, so this is his calling here to Simon and then Andrew. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. Okay, and then from going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. So you got Simon and Andrew, James and John, being called their fishermen. McGee says, this is showing you that... uh, Jesus uses all of our talents. He tells Simon and Andrew, I'll make you fishers of men. He said that um, because they were fishermen and they could understand what he was going to do. He's going to use their talents. But McGee points out that he might not make everybody a fisherman or a fisher of men. You might be a fisher of something else. You might be something else that you can do. Perhaps, you, you know, you have a different talent the body of christ has many members many parts and jesus uses all of us with whatever talent that we have the the the, the reality here is that these folks were willing to put jesus first they recognized that they needed to change that's Part of what repentance is, changing your heart, changing your mind, but also changing your ways, changing the direction of your life. Because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You want to follow the king of the kingdom of heaven. You want to follow the kingdom of heaven, not the earthly kingdom. So they left immediately. They didn't have to think about it for a long, long time. Verse 23, and he went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. Okay, so this is what these people were seeing. They're seeing this great light in the shadow of death. Okay. So his fame spread throughout all Syria, and they brought him all the sick, those afflicted with various diseases and pain, those oppressed by demons, epileptics and paralytics, and he healed them. They were in the shadow of death. And again, I go back to the 21st Psalm. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. In Jesus' presence, we are only in the shadow of death. In Jesus' absence, we are in death itself. We are already in the valley of death. But Jesus will go down into the grave, into the valley of death. He spares us from going to the grave. Because through him, through his death, we won't taste that valley of death. Maybe on earth right now. We see the shadow of this valley of death. But with them, they saw a great light in Jesus' presence. It, It fulfills that 21st Psalm. In the region, in the shadow of death. So he heals them. Verse 25, and great crowds followed him from Galilee and the... Decapolis. Decapolis is an area south of the Sea of Galilee. It means ten cities, and uh, it was an area of a bunch of Gentiles and Romans, sort of living there. Um, this whole area, you know, had um, been populated with a bunch of Gentiles anyway because of the um, you know previous occupations by the Assyrians now the Romans so um Gentiles are coming um from Galilee and Decapolis and from Jerusalem and Judea and from beyond the Jordan okay so everybody's coming to see Jesus now so his ministry is beginning to beginning to start and when we when we take up next time in chapter 5 we're going to see probably his most famous sermon. It's the Sermon on the Mount. Great crowds are gonna come and um, it's gonna take things to a a whole new level. So, uh, Matthew records all of it for us to see in here. So, we're gonna stop here. We're gonna take this up tomorrow as the book of Matthew begins to start hitting a different speed here. And uh, can't wait, can't wait to share it with you. So for me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your hearts centered on Christ. And now, I'll, as always, I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. Mitali, I hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing what you've got to say today. God bless you all, and we'll see you next time tomorrow.
1: Hello. So, today's teaching is coming from Matthew chapter 4, beginning at verse 12, all the way through to verse 25. So, Matthew (coughs) 12 reads, Now, when Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he departed from Galilee. So, the Lord Jesus Christ withdrew from Jerusalem. Sorry, he withdrew um, from Nazareth because John had been taken by herod and put in prison verse 13 goes on to read and leaving Nazareth he came and dwelt in Capernaum which is by the sea in the regions of Zebulun Zebulun, and Naphtali so here the Lord Jesus Christ shifted his headquarters from the south to the north, and, you know, from Nazareth, his hometown, over to Capernaum. I mean, Scripture also writes, in Nazareth, they didn't really, like, accept him. <clears throat> so Matthew here doesn't really give details, um, like, full <clears throat> description and details of why he actually left. Na- um, left. Um, so the Gospels are not actually attempting to parallel each other here you know one isn't a carbon copy of the other each gospel was written for a definite purpose even when i started when we actually started in the book of matthew um i read the introduction and it this was specifically written for the people of israel it was originally written in hebrew <clears throat> so each gospel is written Um, for a certain segment of the human family. So Matthew is attempting here to show that everything the Lord Jesus Christ is doing is the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecies and his moving according to prophecy. So the fact that he moved from Nazareth to Capernaum was all for the definite purpose, was actually for a definite purpose. So scripture goes on to read verse fourteen Um and that it might be fulfilled. So here we're gonna get the reason why he moved, and it reads So it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, and the that's verse fifteen, reads uh, the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. <clears throat> so here um this is quoted from Isaiah 9, um, verses 1 to 2, and also Isaiah 47, verses 6 and 7. Verse 16 goes on to read, And the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and upon those who sat in the region and shadows of death, light has dawned. So here now, um, the reason why the Lord Jesus Christ Uh, went to Capernaum is, you know, he went into this area so that, um, so as to actually show the condition of that area when the Lord Jesus Christ was there, when he, um, you know, where, you know, where he was actually raised as a boy. So it's called the Gentile country. So out of the Roman empire, many had actually come to that area. It was, you know, a lot happening. It was like, um, you know a city it was like a city and buildings and it was lovely so but the city it was a very wicked area it was you know a worldly section and the people in this area were very far from god but they were close to jerusalem but far from god so to these people a great light had actually dawned upon them and that's the lord jesus christ and this actually creates a great responsibility for them. And you know our Lord Jesus Christ later on judged them because he never actually did go back to Capernaum after his um, uh, crucifixion, death, and resurrection. But he actually, um, judgment for them did come, and we'll read about it later. on. verse 17 goes on to read, From that time Jesus began to preach and and to say, Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand so he actually preached up um his preaching actually he just picked up right from where john the baptist left off and um you know there's no kingdom without a king and you know he is in the person of the king so you can't have a kingdom without a king verse 18 goes on to read and jesus walking by the sea of galilee saw two brothers simon called peter and andrew his brother casting a net into the sea they were fishermen then he said to them follow me and i will make you fishers of men so in the gospel the Lord actually made at least three calls to these two men so the first call was like um written by john and it gives us the It gives us the first account of them in Jerusalem. And the second call is here, uh, what we've just read. And then the third call um, is uh, given by Mark. And it gives us as they had gone back to fishing as well as in also Luke, not only Mark, it's also in the book of Luke. And he had called them again to apostleship. So if you look at these men, the type of people they were, they were not perfect. They were just like you and me and you know this just gives us um you know information this gives us this um that god doesn't actually call perfect people god calls ordinary people like you and me look god chose david david wasn't perfect david sinned god calls all these imperfect people because god um you know chooses people who are not perfect and they turn to god and they minister his word so here he was calling these fishermen they were fishermen and he said "Um, come let me make you fishes of men because they were fishermen obviously i'm not a fisherman and we and then, then you know whoever else might be listening here might not be a fisherman so you know we all have different talents and whatever talent that we have if we actually turn it to god he can actually use it no matter what talent you know there's a lot of members in um his body in the church and each member has got different talents, and if it's turned over to the Lord, um, the Lord can actually use it. Scripture three, verse 20. <clears throat> they immediately left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two brothers, James and James, the son of Zebedee and John his brother, in the boat where, with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, he called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. And Jesus went down, to, went down all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel as the kingdom, and he, uh, of the, so preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Obviously, he used the same message: repent, for the kingdom of um, heaven is at hand. And um, he's asking people to turn to him. And um, scripture goes on to read and healing all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases among the people. So. This is uh, here, we have, that's the north section um, of <coughs> Jerusalem. And he actually healed thousands, multitudes of people. And this is why they never questioned or doubted him, because there was so many walking miracles around. So he healed thousands of people, and he healed a lot of people, multitudes. Verse 24 goes on to read, Then his fame went throughout all Syria. They went to him. All sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments. And those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, and paralytics. And he healed them. Verse 25. Great multitudes followed him from Galilee and from Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan. So he is ministering in the north. And people came from far, far off you know, from across the Jordan and he was ministering to multitudes of people in this area. So he had set up Capernaum as his headquarters. So this is our teaching for today. Thank you all for listening in. God bless you and have a pleasant day. Bye-bye.